0: If he doesn't give me something, I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> because I would rather wing it and listen to the Holy Spirit than um, come up with something and not know God's on it. So, so just know that about me. That's me. Um, so hallelujah. Today it's a new season. God is all about seasons and times. He's all about seasons and times, and we're going to talk about that today. Ecclesiastes 3.1, he says... For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. God's all about where things go and when they should happen. And he talks about it all through the word. And we're going to share with you today how you can know or get ready for that new season in your life. Amen? I don't know who I've told what to because when God speaks to me something, I get really excited. And if he lets me, I'll share it. And so some of you may hear some of these stories a second time. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe you need to get something. So don't disregard it. Take it in and say, God, what are you saying? Amen. I just want to welcome the new visitors today. I love seeing new faces, and and, uh, just thank you for coming. I believe you're here because it's your new season. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, recently um, I was on a little um, getaway with my mom, Um, not for Uh, natural reasons. However, we always squeeze in an hour or two to to see the local boutiques because that's what I like. But, um, but, and and God totally, I'll I'll tell on myself. So we're on this little getaway scene, Joshua Mills. I don't know if you know this. Um, So we saw Joshua Mills in, in Chicago and Jim Hockaday is also there and he was ministering. And um, he was super happy. We got to the hotel, and this is just a little side money trail. Anyways, we got to the hotel, and we're on the elevator to go up to our room. And, um, you know, it's like a couple thousand people at this conference. It was a big one. And um, I get off. the. I was like, I wonder if we'll be able to see them, you know, be able to say hello. Well, I get off the elevator to get off on our floor, and right in front of our face is Jim Hockaday. He was like, friends! (laughs) And he was so happy to see us, so he knew we were there. Okay? <laughs> and um, just telling to myself. But anyways, so we're at this conference. Man, it was powerful. This is a few, a few weeks back, maybe a month. And um, so we're at this conference. We go to the morning session. Um, and... There's an afternoon session, there's another afternoon session, like a prophetic session, and then there's an evening session. So we go to the first session, it's Jim Hockaday, and uh, we just recently had Jim Hockaday, and I'm, like I said, I'm telling on myself, so don't think I'm like so unholy or whatever, but I skipped a session, uh. and we, because we, we got lunch, and we decided to have a little bit of a long lunch, because it was a very cute little town, so we decided to look at the little shops. I get a phone call from a friend who's also at the conference, and um, she says, Pastor Jen, Jim Hockaday's calling on you to do the prayer line with him. Now he knows I'm not there out of 2,000 people. <laughs> so we hurried up. You know, the town was only five minutes away. We hurried up, and, and um, I wasn't able to be there for the whole thing, but I was able to join him for some of that um, prayer line, and it was pretty awesome. But um, yeah. Yeah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. (laughs) Okay, Lord. I'll put you first. So God loves to correct us and put you on the spot. Only on my days off. Okay, I get it. Um, So anyways, so during that weekend, I had this dream, and it was after the first night, and um, I love spiritual dreams, but you can't make that happen. If God wants to give you a dream, he'll give you a dream. But I always prepare myself every night, spending time with the Lord, spending time in prayer, welcoming the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and use me, speak to me, do whatever you want to do. I yield my vessel to you even as I sleep. And um, anyways, this certain night, um, I had this dream, and it was the team, the pastoral team, and we were out in the foyer. It wasn't this building, but it was a different building. I don't know if we were having a conference somewhere or what, but we were out in the foyer, and I was motivating them and telling them, we're going to do this, and, you know, we're just really ministering to them. And this is the interesting thing. We all had on roller skates. And we roll, I mean, this certain song came on, it's called Yes, I Will, and a certain part of the song goes, and I choose to praise, to glorify, and glorify. It was just like a real charge moment in the song. Anyways, at that moment, we all skated into that room, and, um... I mean, it was a packed room, and I saw a lot of old faces. I saw a lot of new faces, but it was our church, and, and it was our ministry, and we were skating in there, and as soon as um, that, that phrase would come on, just the charge and the electricity just filled the room, and it was awesome, and I woke up, and I was like, Lord, what in the world, roller skates? What was that? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you're rolling into the next phase of your ministry. You are rolling in to a new season. Whenever we would start to praise the Lord, I remember just the feeling, waking up, being like, man, you know, don't you love when you've gotten to come to a service and, man, the presence of God was so tangible and you leave charged up. Well, that's how it was when I woke up. I was in that service and it was charged with God's presence and his power and his glory. And so that was just, that's just been on my heart this last, like, month or so, And, um, and then, then a supernatural, um, I like to go to, um, you know, by the way, we don't know everything, and there are other sectors of Christianity who are walking in the glory as well, Um, and, and prophetic anointings and stuff like that, and, and, and we do have the Holy Spirit, so he can bear witness with us if something's on or off, so, you know, but anyways, during this conference, we also went into line. Um, we signed up for this prophetic ministry. And I had just had that dream. And God's already speaking this to me. I don't know if you remember, during August, God has spoken through um, the Prophetic Voice Conference, through Cindy and through Jay Hoskins. And they said, you're um, you're entering this new season and you're going to run. And um, the Lord last summer also said, it's time to soar. So God's been saying some things, um, kind of... Meaning the same thing um, over the course of the last couple years. But anyways, I get into this line for this girl to minister to me. She's not a pastor. She's, she just goes to a prophetic school learning to operate in, in the things of the spirit and stuff like that. And so I didn't tell her who I was. You know, I didn't tell her, you know, um, anything that I do or anything like that. I'm just there to receive. And um, I go up in line, and she starts speaking to me, and she's just closing her eyes and ministering to me. And mind you, we just got done with the Women of Wonder Conference, okay? And so that's where we're at. And um, we literally got done the week before. And this girl doesn't know me from Adam. And I get in line, and she says to me, If you could only see what I see, what God's showing me, she says, It's like I see you, and you're Wonder Woman you're a woman of wonder, and she kept going on and on, and I was just laughing. I was just like, this is unreal. Like, she doesn't know we just got done with women of wonder, and this is who God has spoken to me about and, you know, who we are and stuff like that. So so God's got my attention, you know, to say the least, and so she begins to speak to me on how God has new assignments, new anointings, and this is a new season, and I was just like, wow, I just dreamt this last night like this new season and what it looks like and how powerful it is and stuff like that. So, so that happened. How many of you know that when God speaks and he's trying to get your attention, he may say it once, twice, and maybe even thrice? <laughs> he says it several times so that he grabs hold of our attention uh, so that we don't forget what he said, so that we re- we're reminded to hold fast to that. Amen? And so I'm thankful for that because sometimes we can be kind of dense and kind of ditzy or whatever and, um, and maybe miss it the first time. Maybe not make a big deal of it even the second time. But when he gets a hold of you that third time, come on now, he's shaking you and waking you so that you can step into some things that he has for you. Sometimes we prolong what God has for us because we're kind of dumb to get it the first and second time. Amen. And so, um, so what happens a week later? I mean, I just got this dream, then I got this word, and I got the word in August, and then I come home, and not even a week later, I have another dream. So in this dream, um, it's in our old church building, which is interesting, and or at least it looked like it to me, and um, in the service there, again, I see, I see both old and new people. It's full, like full packed, full. And we had sectors like this, only there was like four to, there was about six sections like this in our old church building. Two of them on the sides were smaller. And um, so it was like a building just like that. So there was like four aisles. And um, I'm up there, and the worship team's behind me, and I'm up there, and I'm kind of conducting, kind of like this morning. Um, and I didn't know why I came up this morning, except, and I was telling Phyllis this, but I was like, I felt like, um, like I'm supposed to conduct. And it didn't dawn on me that this was my dream. The Lord spoke to me um, in the dream, and God's moving supernaturally in our service. And in this service, like I said, I saw both old and new people. And every time I would be, get up to speak, like start talking on a subject, people would be getting up in the middle of the service, getting up out of their seats and going in these lines to come up and receive whatever it was I was saying and, and, and receive an impartation. And God was showing me this. And um, in, this, in this dream, um, that would happen. And then in this dream, we would just continue to worship. And God, um, we were singing and flowing in the spirit. And I was kind of instructed. okay, do instrumental. Okay, let's sing this chorus. Like, I was was orchestrating. And um, it was just a mighty move of the Spirit. Again, a service filled with the glory of God. You know, this is our goal, is to be in God's manifest presence, power, and glory, and to let him have his way. Let him have his way. So when I asked the Lord, what did that mean? You know, I mean... I'm not just going to take it for what it is. I want to know, what are you saying, God? You know, if God's given you dreams, talk to him about it. And so the Lord said, there's a coming, in this coming move of my spirit, you are to conduct and be in charge of music that is brought forth that will usher in my presence, my power, and my glory. Through this move, my spirit will draw people that I have called by my spirit to be used for my glory. Amen. And Miss Peggy, she gave us a word a month or two ago. I don't remember. um, And it really has to do with that. And you didn't know everything that God's been speaking to us. Um, And she pulled Clayton and I aside and gave us this really powerful word. And I was like, another reminder. God keeps saying it. This is what he's doing. Keep this vision before your eyes. Don't let it depart from you. Amen. This is what God has, not just for us, the body, but we're preparing ourselves for him to use us in this way, but for the body of Christ as a whole. But they, if they don't hear the instruction on how to get there, they won't operate there. And I believe we're called to lead people to walk in the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, over the course of these past couple of years, it's been time after time after time. And I want you just to say, get it already. <laughs> God has been speaking to me, reminding me, telling me what it is he has for us at this church and for me in my life. Um, God can speak to you. And like I said, a lot of times when he really wants you to get it, he'll speak a word to you, give a vision to you, a dream to you, a prophetic word, speak through the word to you. And, and he'll do it, you know, and he keeps reminding you of what he has for you. And that's scriptural. Second Corinthians 13.1, it says, there, um, This will be the third time I'm coming to you. By the mouths of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Yeah. In the New American Standard Version, it says, This is the third time I'm coming to you. On the testimony of two or three witnesses, every matter is confirmed. God has put a stamp on this over and over and over, many times over, three times. (laughs) How many of you know God doesn't lie? Amen? He watches over his word, and he will perform it. Amen? And so what has God spoken to you? What has God been speaking to you about? What has he shown you about your future? And how many times has he confirmed with you about what he wants to do in your life? You know, And, and you know, we love and we get excited about what he wants to do in the ministry. But he also has created you with a plan and a purpose at hand. Amen? And he wants you to be walking into that new season as well. God loves to remind his people of his plans and his purposes. He wants us to hold fast to those plans and those purposes, those promises. He wants us to remind him that he said it. Keep it before our eyes. Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3. I don't remember which version this is. And then God answered, write this. Write what you see. Write it out on big block letters so that it can be read and on the run. This vision, this message is a witness pointing to what is coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come and write on time amen when God gives you a word a vision a dream or whatever and then especially when he's like reiterating it and he's telling you again and again and again about it take him seriously write it down start praying about Lord what can I do to set my hand to that you can prosper so that I can step into that or Lord what's the delay not saying he's delaying but what's the delay? What, what in my life is a hindrance from me walking on into that next season? Because how many of you know God's not the one holding back? John G. Lake said that God won't wait a minute longer than he has to. So the moment you're in position, he's going to launch you forward into that new season. Amen. So we need to understand that God's always on time. He never gives up on you, whatever He said, He wants to do for you, but He's not going to um, put it before it's time. He doesn't want you to be potentially harmed because you're not in the right position for that time of breakthrough, for that new season. If you're not ready for it, it could potentially harm you. So that's the delay, is He doesn't He loves you. <laughs> um, He waits for the fulfillment of his promise, making sure that it's in the right season and it's in the right time. He doesn't want us to ruin it. (laughs) He knows the beginning from the end. He's made his will clear. He's made his plans and purposes for your lives, I'm sure, clear. So what's the delay, you might ask? What's the holdup? Turn the finger around. (laughs) Lord, (laughs) show me the holdup in my life. Show me where I have not been obedient to answer the call. Show me where I have been disobedient to do what you've told me to do. For some of us, it might be something that's seemingly really small and natural that he asked you to set your hand to, but yet you're waiting for some special, like, Push forward, and he says, now's the time. What's the delay? We're waiting on him, and he's waiting on us. So if you want what God has for you, seek him. Let him show you what you should be setting your hand to. Second Peter 3, 9 through 11 says, The Lord does not delay as though he were unable to act, and he is not slow about keeping his promise as some count slowness. But he is extraordinarily, this is the whole point, he is extraordinarily patient towards you, not wishing that anyone would perish, but that all would come to repentance. He doesn't want you to harm yourself. He doesn't want you to mess it up. So he's being patient towards you so that you can align yourself with his will so that he can do in your life and through your life what he's called you to do. Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And then the heavens will vanish with a mighty and thunderous roar, and the material elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and the works that are on it will be burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be in the meantime? You must be in holy behavior. That is That is in a pattern of daily life that sets you apart as a believer. And in godliness, displaying profound reverence towards our awesome God. In other words, what can you do to be ready? See, because right before we were talking about living right, he says he is not delaying his promise, but rather he's being patient towards you. So in the meantime, while you're waiting, make sure you're living a life that's honorable and holy to the Lord. Why? So that you can be a ready and fit vessel for his use in the new season. Don't wait until he says now is the time to get ready. You should have been getting ready all along. You know, it takes me some time to get ready in the morning. I'm not like Ashton who can be told two minutes before it's time to go. And then walk out the door. You need to give me an hour. I need to be ready before it's time to go. God has been in a season of pruning, He's been in a season of preparing you. But now there's no more time for delay. Now there is no more time for holding back. And I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. Now there's no more time for messing around with the things of this world. You are his holy priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are called by God to step into this new season. And if you don't line up, you will be left behind. How could I say that? God loves us. Look at the Israelites. God had given them promise after promise after promise about the promised land. They even started stepping into it. They saw miracles, signs, wonders, but yet something, whether it's attitudes, doubt, unbelief, something held them back. From entering in fully to the promise, the words, the prophecies that God had for them to step into the new season. Did it mean that God lied? No. God was sincere in what he had spoken over their lives and what he wanted to bring them into. But when God speaks something it's not always an automatic, we have to line up with what God has for us. And if we don't prepare before he says, now's the time, go. It's too late. The Israelites who lay in that desert, who died in that desert, never got to step over into that promised land that God had promised them. No, it was just their ancestors. All because excuse, excuse, delay, delay, disobedience. Hindrance, not preparing for the new season at hand. People, we need to get ready. Yes, the Lord is returning and he wants to use you and I. He wants to use us as a corporate body to usher in God's glory. What is ushering in God's glory? It's the return of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We talked about it last week, displaying the glory of God in you, Christ in you. It's time to forget about this world and and, and the lust for other things. Stop shopping. (laughs) There's a greater plan and purpose that I have for you. This stuff is going to pass away. Sister Joan, I had a dream maybe two months ago. Now, you don't need to go buy me this. <laughs> Unless you really want to. But I had this dream that you bought me a wool new um, coat kind of patterned with different colors like um, like Phyllis's shirt, uh, a plaid coat. And, uh, yeah, it had many colors. But um, so it was like a plaid coat. And it was wool. And you bought me a medium, and I'm, I'll be honest, I'm a large. And I was thinking in my dream, well, I don't know if this is going to fit. And I wasn't planning on sharing this. But um, in this dream, I put it on, and it does fit. And um, I asked the Lord, and then I asked the Lord for the interpretation. And how do I, how do I, I didn't write it down, so. Um, he said, something along the lines that there's new anointings, there's new mantles for this new season, and it does fit because I've assigned it to you. And by the new, it was new directions, and that's why the plaid. And um, we need to make sure that we're prepared and ready for what God has for us. Today, I just declare that he has new mantles and new anointings for you that he's placing on you for this new season. But we need to be willing to lay down the things that have delayed us and that have hindered us from what God has in store for us. Forget about what's going on in this life because this life is for but a moment. Step into the new life he has for us. Christ is your life. Focus on things above, not on the things of this earth. Life is so much more exciting when he's involved in every part of it. Amen? Sometimes the delay isn't about what God isn't doing. Write this down. But it's more about our obedience and what we're not doing. Sometimes the delay, and the Lord spoke this to me, sometimes the delay isn't about what God isn't doing, but it's more about our obedience and what we're not doing. See, God can reveal to us his plans and purposes for us. It's still going to be our job to set our hand to something. It's still going to be our job to be obedient to him. It's still going to be our job to be obedient and line ourselves up with his plan and purpose. And guess what? Family is not always going to be in that perfect place. It's still your job to seek the Lord and to serve the Lord, whether they're following or not. Because this is what's going to matter. That's for somebody. Jeremiah 29 11, he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans for good and not disaster. Their plans to give you a future. Their plans to give you a hope. Isn't that sound like a good God? His plans for you, as he's talking to you, as father to son or daughter. I know the plans I have for you. My plans for you, they're good. They're for a future. They're for a hope. Now, are you going to line up with that plan? Now, are you going to be obedient to do what I'm telling you to do? Go where I'm telling you to go. Submit when I tell you to submit. Yield when I tell you to yield. Give when I tell you to give. Bless when I tell you to bless. Are you willing and obedient? Because if you are, then you will eat the good of the land. Then you will step into that new season. See, he's not going to give us more if we're not walking out what we have already. The Israelites were ungrateful. They actually asked to go back into slavery. We laugh, but sometimes we look back too much. We live in our past life too much, and it's actually hindering us from moving forward into the blessing and the promises that God has for us. I'm talking about stop looking back at even the good stuff because there's even better things ahead. sister (laughs) psalms 90 verse 17 says may the favor of the lord rest upon us and establish the work of our hands yes establish the work of our hands there's something we have to do he's we're co-workers together with god He blesses what we set our hand to, and He causes that to prosper. He gives us assignments. Are we willing to do them? He gives us instruction. Are we willing to take it? He tells us to do things and not do things. Are we willing to be obedient? He establishes the work of our hands. If we're where God wants us to be and we're doing what God wants us to do, there is absolutely nothing hindering us from stepping into that new season. That's what I'm talking about, positioning yourself for the new season. Most of us, you know, after hearing, and I've been there, but most of us after hearing God say a word over you several times, and sometimes it may even start to sound generic because, man, I've heard this 10 times well, hello, wake up. Something's going on here. (laughs) I remember hearing a word from um, Pastor Cindy. Um, Clayton and I went to her church, and she said, um, oh, no, 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 this was at a women's conference I went, and she said, she didn't know me from Adam at the time. God has created a relationship there, but he said, she said, he said, and she said, now is the time. Okay? I'm like, hmm, okay. And then she activated me, and I I'm at a Patricia King conference, and they have me laying hands on everybody because now is the time. They were activating that word. And um, then the same week, I'm on the phone with Jay Hoskins after that conference. It's funny because for the prophetic voice, we brought those two together. And the same very week, I'm on the phone with him talking about something, and he's like, hold on, hold on. God has a word for you. He doesn't know anything about what I just received. And he goes, I just hear a phrase. God says, now is the time? And I said, you got to be kidding. I said, do you know I just got that word this weekend? And he said, well, then you better really think about it because God is really saying something. (laughs) And he keeps repeating it. And so you might be like, and God may keep repeating something to you in your heart, in your life, whether it's a word of correction and instruction, a word of something that he wants you to do or something that he's instilled on the inside of you? What is that thing? Lord, you promised me this. What's the holdup? The holdup's you. The holdup's me. What are you doing or what are you not doing that he has told you to do or not to do? He's not the one who's slow in fulfilling his promise. That's what the word says. The only reason he may be slowed down is because he's being patient towards us. He wa- and that word prophecy that was just given when, when that correcting voice came on me, um, that was the Lord just like, I believe, that came when God was speaking to the Israelites. Forty years the promise was delayed Because why? Because God was trying to be very, very patient with them so that they could be the ones to step into that new season. I don't know about you. I don't want someone fulfilling my destiny. I mean, God um, still fulfilled it through Joshua, but I don't want someone else having, and, and I want everybody else in line to fulfill their destiny, but I don't want someone else having to step up to the plate because I was disobedient and delayed the promise of God. So like I said, in Exodus 16, if you're taking notes, you can read that for yourselves. They wandered the desert for 40 years, which makes no sense except for that God was holding back. Until they lined up. They knew God was serious. They saw the miracle signs and wonders. Maybe you know God's serious. He has shown you and proven to you that this is his will. So, what's the holdup? Hebrews 3 15 through 19. Remember what it says? Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. Who was it who rebelled against God even though they heard his voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned and whose corpses lay in the wilderness? God's making a point here. And to whom was God speaking when he took the oath that they would never enter the rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter into the rest, or you could say the promised land, or you could say their new season. They didn't enter in, why? Because God held back? No, because they weren't obedient to line up they wouldn't stop their hard-heartedness. They wouldn't stop their unbelief. They wouldn't stop their disobedience, worshiping other idols and and putting other things before God, a number of different reasons, but they wouldn't stop. They wouldn't be obedient, so they did not get to enter that new season. So let me ask you this. Isn't it the same thing that we do? If we do not do something that God has told us to do, that he instructs for you to enter into your new season— What are we procrastinating about? What are we delaying? If we delay the task at hand, could that mean that we are delaying the promise of God? Absolutely. It is still his plan. It is still his purpose. It is still his will. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He doesn't repent that he gave you giftings and callings. But we're the one who is delaying it. In the Israelites, they hardened their hearts and disobeyed God. How many of us have failed to do that which God instructs us to do? How many of us have failed to stop doing that which God instructed us to stop doing? Because these are the things that are holding you back from entering into the new season. And the new season, I want to say it now is the time. There is no more time for delay. We don't want to be, if you don't want to be like the Israelites, lost in your sins, dying in the wilderness, meaning like dying in the lack of walking in the promise of God that he has for you, then it's time to lay some things down. It's time to lay down anything that hinders us. Sometimes even disbelief, maybe arrogance. Maybe um, insecurities are what delay us. But let me just say, to be insecure is to say, God, I know you live on the inside of me. But I still don't think that's enough. He says all things are possible with God. And God is with you. If he says you can do something, you can be certain that he knows he's placed the gifts on the inside of you to do it. So do it. Stop delaying. You're never going to figure out that Christ is in you, the hope of glory, until you set your hand to do what he's called you to do. Then you get to find out Paul didn't feel adequate. Lord, take this stuff from me. And he said, no, because... If you do it even though the stuff's still coming against you, you're going to find out my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. So that when you're weak and you feel like a nobody and you feel insecure, then I'm strong. Then my power is made perfect in your weakness. God's building your faith today to step into something. God gives dreams. God gives visions. God speaks his word. He speaks a prophetic word. It's our job to believe it, and it's our job to set our hand to it. It's our job to stop the delay, stop the procrastination, stop the reasoning of why we can't do something and start stepping into it because the minute you start stepping into it, the grace is there. The anointing's there. The power to to do it is there. The more you delay the more you hesitate and you don't step into the new season that God has for you. If he spoke it, and spoke it again, and spoke it again, I think he means it. How many of you as parents have told your kids, all right, it's time to go. Ten minutes. Five minutes. Two minutes. I'm always on time. (laughs) God's saying that to his children. Come on. Now is the time. And God even said, it has begun. It is due season, which means it's your season. how many of you is God speaking to you? 1 Corinthians 16, 9. Because a great door for effective work has opened unto me, but there are many who oppose me. And then I just want to say, the only things that really can oppose you, you might be afraid of, like Paul was, It's the enemy. But what about, behold, I give you all power and all authority over all the power of the enemy so that nothing will by any means hurt you or you could say hinder you. The devil is a defeated foe. Yes, Lord. I say yes. So other than the enemy, which we already have authority over, what are the things that can defeat you or hinder you from stepping into that new season? And the things are insecurity, inferiority to other people, pride, disbelief. This is all sin. That's how he looked at it with the Israelites. They're complaining, their discontentment, their, their want for wanting to just, I want to be there. If God spoke it, come on. He's waiting for you to line up with his purpose. He's waiting for you to lay down those those attitudes in your heart. And and he's waiting for you to let him perfect that which concerns you. And all along when he speaks the word, get ready. As a bride would for her marriage, get ready. So that you're not like the ten virgins where only five were ready. Having the oil in their lamp. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Continue in God's presence. Let him prepare and prune you so that when he says, all right, today's the day, it's time to step up and step on in, that you're ready to take charge. Don't wait till his return and then start trying to get ready because you will be left behind. I know I'm talking on a large scale of things here, but he's also talking to you directly right now. He has some things in store for you, and I believe you're here on assignment to hear this message that he wants you to step into something new today. There's no more delaying because he has this assignment. He has this promise for you. He's spoken things over your life, and the only thing that's holding you back is you, your unwillingness to lay it down. Isaiah 43, 19. Austin spoke it earlier. Is that what he does? That's what he does. He confirms his word. Um, when we moved into this church, the Lord spoke that word to me too. He says, for I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Look at the Israelites. He already began. He did the miracles. He brought them into the desert. Like I mean, the plan was being fulfilled. All they had to do was go a couple more days. Believing God would do it. I mean, if he can bring them through the Red Sea, don't you think he's going to feed you? But that's what they got caught up on. My stomach is hungry. And they started griping and complaining. Then they started making their own God? (laughs) But yet, what have we got caught up on? What things of the flesh have distracted us? What attacks of the enemy have hindered us? For I am about to do something new, and God declares this today. See, I've already begun to do it. Don't you see it? I will make a pathway in the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland, Well, he might be calling you a wilderness and he might be calling you a dry wasteland, but it doesn't matter where you feel like you are. God can make a way and he can bring that that anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage and sets the captives free. He can bring the living waters to fill you, to clothe you with his glory so that you are then equipped to step into that new season. Stop putting yourself on the sidelines. Stop disqualifying yourself because he's the one who equips and he's the one who calls. So, <laughs> as I was uh, crying out to the Lord, you want to get on the keys. Um, as I was crying out to the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to speak on? I have so many notes, but if it's not from you, for them, I don't want to do it. And I was just going to spend time with the Lord till something was downloaded. I was so thankful though. Right away, He spoke to me. I have this devotional that this is where I went. Um, I went to this kind of like a ramo women's um, pastors conference and this could you turn it down just a little bit though um, this woman prophet Dr. Mary Frances Verrallo she was there administering to us imparting to us she's been uh, imparted to by Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin and, and different really awesome men and women of the Lord And she was there on assignment to release, she's 79 years old, to release what God has instilled in her to release it to us as ministers. And I was like, wow, this is an assignment. I'm here on purpose. But um, as I was seeking the Lord as to what to speak to you today, I heard the Lord say, get out that devotional. She gave us this devotional for free. And um, so I turned to yesterday when the date I was on and listened to what the Lord said. Appointed times in the presence of the Lord will change your life forever. These are moments where time and destiny meet. And things planned from the foundation of the earth burst forth on your behalf. When something is about to be, God will send his prophets ahead to declare and decree and carry a thing to the people. From city to city, this is how it has been for me. I carry his heart, his sound, his words to you. And I'm saying this today. This is a message for today. Now is the time. It is your due season. And it is a new season. The Holy Spirit says of this day, the time has come and surely is. Church, arise. Awaken unto the bridal call of Christ. For such a day you have entered into. A day as no other before. Be it unto you. Be it done unto the church universal, according to my word. Speaking of the church universal, he means all the body of Christ. It doesn't matter the denomination or the camp. The Holy Spirit is speaking forth concerning all his sons and daughters throughout the nations. He is getting your attention now. He is unfolding for you his ways, his plans. If you will follow them, it will change your life forever. She has a declaration and she says, I declare over you today, stand at attention. In other words, be ready as part of the church universal and arise and awaken to this bridal call coming forth from Jesus Christ, your Savior. He is positioning you to hear, perceive, and receive. And today, it will bring change in your life forever. Do you think that God could arrange you to be at the right place at the right time to hear the right word so that you step in to something that he proclaimed would happen before the foundations of the earth? I believe today is that day. I truly believe today is that day. I truly believe that we are all as a body, as a whole, as a nation entering into a new season and not only a new season but a whole new era of his glory and all of us are a part of that we all have a part to play and if you delay you hold back the promise and i believe we're we're at a very critical point here where for 40 years he was merciful And delayed the promise of God for the Israelites. Trying to be patient with them. I don't believe there's time for that kind of waiting anymore. I believe we need to be ready now. Be ready now. For the groom is coming. And I'm not just talking about be ready to go to heaven, but be ready to be used so that you can bring more people to heaven. So this is what I see. And from Amber's laugh back there, I'm assuming she sees the same. (laughs) I'll hear the testimonies later. Can we move this aside? I'm not going to... I'm not going to lay hands on you. But what I see is this large, invisible door standing in the middle of this stage here. Remember, he'll make a way in the dry land, in the wasteland. It's just a matter of if you want to enter in through that door into that new season, you're not going to fit through the door with your ego. You're not going to fit through the door with your pride. You're not going to fit through the door with the the sin that you're not laying down because your load is too big. You're only going to fit through this door, so don't try. I believe these angels will keep you out (laughs) that I see if you're not sincere in your heart. But this morning, if you're willing to answer the call to step into the new season that God has for you and not only you, for the bride of Christ, then I want you to lay down and even throw in the fire Like Austin was talking about, the things that have been hindering, that have been holding you back, even if it's thoughts of like, how could I do this? Don't worry about the how to. God will provide. God will put on you that new mantle, that new anointing, that instruction. But this is a matter of you choosing to say, yes, Lord, I will do it. Yes, Lord, I lay down the things that hinder me. I lay down the things that have delayed me. I I repent of holding back and delaying. And I lay it down. I'm ready to step into this new season. And then just step on through the door. In the word of God, they did all kinds of prophetic acts. To show God. Because he says, he blesses what you set your hand to. So you're setting your hand to something to show him, I believe this word today. And I believe he's going to honor that. And you're stepping into the new season so why don't you go ahead and line up on that side over there behind Brother Ron. And really be sincere. Lay it down if, if, if you're willing to lay it down. You're going to, yeah, you can go through us. You're going to go through the middle of Clayton and I. But what I saw is just two, this this huge, huge spiritual door. And we're right now, prepare ahead of time before you step into this new season because you're literally stepping through this door. And start talking to the Lord about what you're laying down. A new anointing's coming upon you today. A new grace that is sufficient for you that is going to be made perfect in your weakness. He says, now is the time. It has begun. It is due season. It's your season. Phyllis, why don't you lead the way? Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. As Pastor Jen was talking, and even before we got up, and she said, we're going to step into, up on this platform, upon this stage. And the Holy Spirit told me, this is just not a platform, but this is holy ground. And when we step onto this holy ground, something is going to happen. Something, we're going to receive something. A spiritual transformation is going to take place. I don't know about you, but this is my season. This is my time. And I'm not going to let the enemy or anybody rob me from what God has for me. Rob me of my destiny. So I just want to say, if you step onto this holy ground, and as Pastor Jean said, come believing. Come believing. Come receiving. You will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Me and
0: Clayton are supposed to go first. So let's, you want to go right behind me? We're stepping on through, Lord, into this new season. And we lay down every single thing that would hinder us. Lord, we don't look back. And we press on forward through to the new season of what lies ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just step on into that new season. Lay down those things that hinder you. Step on into the new season, Lord. Oh, Lord, just bless them, Lord. Just anoint them, Lord. Just fill them, Lord. Just fill them, Lord. Fill them. Clothe them with your spirit, Lord. Oh, we just thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for a new season. It's a new era. Hallelujah. New season. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. It's a new season. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Father. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Step on through. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Jesus. It's a new season. Hallelujah, Lord. Yes, holy ground. Hallelujah. She receives it, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, Lord, hallelujah, it's a new season, it's a new season, stepping on through into that new season, hallelujah, jumping in, jumping in, Lord, just fill them, Lord, touch them, Lord, by your spirit, Lord, hallelujah, it's a new season, hallelujah, just thank the Lord.